when we're talking business, we're talking business. You know, and I'll be very crass about be very honest about feedback. I'll 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 expect the best from them. Um, and I think it's just finding that value. Welcome to the Art of E-Commerce Podcast. My name is Jaime and my mission is to help entrepreneurs, corporate escapees and non-conformists master the art of e-commerce and get paid for their expertise. I went from dropping out of college with zero dollars to my name and just a vision in mind to build a seven-figure business in less than two years thanks to the power of e-commerce. I completely transformed my life in a year and I believe you can too. So let's help you master the art of e-commerce and get paid. And with that being said, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Art of E-Commerce podcast. Um, you never know with these, you know, they might be super long or it might be super short. Uh, one thing I do know is I'm super hungry and I've got lentils for dinner. <laughs> so yeah. there, are, there are better things to look forward to. In this I know, world. man, but I'm looking forward to this episode because we are talking about some very juicy stuff, um, stuff that is not very clickbaity, stuff that may not be clipped. Uh, but stuff that I, I, you know, I've generally found insane value out of, um, which is team building, right? Culture, finding the right talent, how to train them up, how to select the right people, all that juicy stuff. So without further ado, let's go right into it. hundred percent. Let's do it. Um, and I think, you know, one of the things that I like the most that you say, and I mean, I'm sure you didn't come up with the quote yourself, but it's like team culture. I probably did. Okay. <laughs> Team culture is what um, they do when you're not there. Yeah. Right. And I think that just kind of captures the essence of it, right? Because yes, you have to be the one to lead. Yes, you have to be the one to show the example. You have to be the one who is first to do these things. But in the end of the day, like you're not going to be there for every living, breathing moment, right? So you need the team. You need a team that is able to sustain itself and to work. Um, not just when you're pressing them to do so, but out of their own um, motivation. I think, in fact, it's only if they work without you pressing that you know you've got something, right? Like, um, and, you know, there's a really good book on this, The Culture Code, but it talks about different leadership styles, right? And I feel like a lot of the times people feel like a leader is someone that's constantly pushing their team and let's do this and, you know, you should be doing this and, you know, kind of like a, a bit of a dictator sometimes, like, you know, the, the typical alpha guy or, or, or girl um, who's constantly pushing people to do stuff. And in reality, it's it's not like that, right? You, sh- you as, a, as a leader, as a, as a, you know, as the CEO founder, you have to set the vision, right? You have to set the, the principles, morals, values, and then people know what they need to adhere to, right? And people know that, people you know people can take responsibility in fact i found that when you're pressing people too much they come to expect that um and it builds this this you know it builds this kind of like um you know dependence on you right uh like my team members don't need to be motivated anymore uh and it wasn't the case wasn't the case back back in the day and and i I say motivated in the sense like telling them to like let's get this done today you know this needs to be like no they, they understand that shit has like deadlines they they know what the deadlines are but i'm not pushing them constantly right i'm not like you know hyping them up right and they're just generally hyped by the mission and, and the vision that i've set and the way i think about this is kind of like in a way you, you almost systemize uh the mission right like you almost mm-hmm. systemize motivation because i feel like when you take the time 
to set the visions, to set the vision, right? To set the mission, to set the values. And they don't have to be super complicated when you're starting out. Like it literally could just be like some of the things that you are important to you guys and some of the goals that you're shooting for. When you set that at the start and you get everyone onboarded under those missions, then it's kind of like much more scalable because you're not having to, you know, repeat what's important to you or like have like tough conversations with them all the time because they know, they already know, right? And it makes everything just much more frictionless and scalable. And it also means that they're working not just for the paycheck, which of course, like, especially as you're, you're a starter entrepreneur and, and you don't have this kind of grandiose empire to offer them a place in, but they're working for something more than that, right? Like, a, as you said, a vision, a, a direction and, and an ethos, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so by being clear with these values, by what you stand for, um, what you aim to achieve, your mission, these things, and then staying true to them yourself, and and being the one who really um you know exposes these yourself then you can really get people on board to to go to that next level and not just be living for the next time you pay them Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's a little hack that uh, people can use when when they're starting their business right i feel like it's it's you know a lot of people and fairly fair you know some some of them you know fairly so right like they they might think well um you know, it might might be really hard to hire great talent at the start because you've got not you've got nothing to show for it, and, and to an extent that that is there, there's a bit of truth in, in in that, right? But um, if you if you show professionalism, like if you show that you really care about this, and obviously you know it looks good, right? You have got a really you know in the case of a, a an agency, right? You've got a, a really a really a solid service, right? Uh, you've got a really solid infrastructure, branding at some point, like or even with an e-com brand, like the product is great you can actually, you'll be surprised by the type of people you can get on board because great people sometimes also know that they'd rather work for someone that has a vision that is pumped that they get along with and believe in something than just get a, a, a you know, a bit of a higher paycheck maybe, right? But not be invested at all. Uh, and that's one of the things that, that I've come to, to realize, especially if it's like the same, you know, the same sort of like paycheck that they would get and one you know, uh, one option is working for a well-established company where there's not much excitement to it. And the other option is working with you and for you. Uh, a lot of them will pick the, the, the latter option, especially because also they get more responsibility. Mm-hmm. So I think it's like a lot of people completely underestimate the power that you've got when you're hiring those those initial players and they settle for mediocre people. But that's simply because they don't, they don't understand that you can get great talent uh, invested into your vision, especially if you give them that responsibility, especially if you trust in them have you trust on them when other people haven't i mean that brings us on to a question which i think is very important and one that i've personally struggled with myself as i i look to bring people on and, and build my team and it's like what kind of relationship do you actually want to have with the people you work with right because like yes you can be you can be very close and like us for example we've been working together last last couple months and like we've been tight since the age of like 10 mm. but you know, especially when you hire someone for the purpose, um, how close do you want to really get with them? You know, do you mm-hmm. want to be on on the, do you want to be calling each other bro and like high-fiving and these kinds of things? Mm-hmm. Or does there have to be a level of like detachment and professionalism yeah. to it? To be honest, even, even with us, like I think our relationship is a great example. Like when, when I'm talking business and when we're talking business, like it's professional, you know, like sure, we may have a bit more confidence, but like we're, you know, I think I think there's a very clear distinction, right, between like when we're working, yeah, we're working, right, and, and we're professional and we give each other um, feedback. And you know, I, I I really don't mind giving you like very honest feedback, 
because I'm not thinking, you know, how is that going to hurt my friend Antonio, right? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of like, you know, what's what's the best thing for the business, right? And, and for the organization as a whole. I'm not thinking about, obviously I'm, I'm thinking about individual boards, right? You know, um, I do have empathy, right? But I'm thinking more of the what's better for the organization and what's better for everyone. Um, so I think even then, like, I think there's a level of professionalism. And I think the the key is to obviously have like, I think you can do both, right? Like, for example, with, with my team members, you know, we'll have a very candid and, and, and just really vibes conversation about, you know, what they did for, you know, the weekend or where they're taking their daughters to or whatever, right? And, and, and showing that human element, showing that you generally care because I do care, right? But then when we're talking business, we're talking business, you know, and I'll be very crass, I'll be very honest about feedback. I'll, I'll, I'll expect the best from them. Um, and I think it's just finding that balance. Like the same with that, with my uh, sweet girlfriend, Augusta, right? I, I, we, we kind of separate business and and and, uh, and personal the same way you know if we're talking business we're talking business and that that's really what, what's spoken about right and you know there can be like it, it can go from business to personal very quickly but like we know where we're at mm-hmm. um you know at, at each stage right and we know what, what type of energy we're engaging in but when it's when it's business we're focused and we're thinking not so much about the you know each other but we're thinking about the the business right the organization i think that that's that's the key you want to struck um like for example if i switch from per, you know if i'm talking to some of my team members right and i switch from personal to professional i don't want to hear about like what you did that you know last week you know i don't want to hear about like you know the the dinner you're gonna have in 30 minutes because like no we're talking about business right now so i, I don't want to hear it right if we then like switch conversation and then we're wrapping up the call and you know maybe i'll ask you like where are you going for dinner and all that stuff right but i you know when it's business it's business and we're talking and we're you know we're looking to make strides what about when it actually comes to hiring right because you know a lot of people actually say don't hire your friends or don't work with your family Mm. this this kind of stuff and i mean with me for example you went completely against that um carlos the your cto is also your brother Mm -hmm. you know and you're working with augusta as well as you said so you've literally gone completely against the grain in Mm. like the typical advice how would you say that's like played out is it different to what you were expecting and like what's your experience with it so far that's a great question that's a great topic um and yeah i've gone completely against everything that i've been told like don't mix family and friends with with business and the funny thing is when i first you know when i started one of my well actually my first two businesses that i started i started with um close friends of mine and it didn't really work out like we're still uh good friends uh but it didn't really work out and so like taking that chance again was kind of like you know i was i was i was still a bit kind of like uh sore from from those uh from those uh situations and, and from that past experience but i learned a lot right? i learned to to set boundaries from the start <clears throat> i'd learned to um set exit strategies if it didn't work out i'd learned to you know um know exactly what the division of work should look like etc etc so the reason why i do that is because there's certain and, and this doesn't happen for all aspects of my business but there's certain aspects of my business where one of the most valuable traits that i look for is loyalty loyalty and trust and as you scale you realize that those are some of the hardest traits to find i can nowadays i've, I've got the hiring process and all that stuff really nailed down and i can find great talent but um you know finding someone you can and, and again i'm not skeptical like I, I know there's plenty of people that i can trust there's plenty of people that that uh, would be loyal but um 
you know, it's it's one of those ways that it's it's actually harder to to find uh, than than people think. And and when you've been burned a few times, you kind of look stop looking outwards and, and you start looking home. Um, so that, that, that's the first thing, those streets. And then the, the the second thing is like I I'm a big believer that I want like my circle to like level up. And I'm also I don't want to be like the guy who levels them up. Absolutely not, right? Um, if I can like help them in any way, great, right? Obviously everyone has their different process and, and no one is going to level up if they don't choose to level up, all right? I'm not taking any credit for, for any, any, any of that, but I'd rather like feel part of that success and and, and, and like see my people, my, my loved ones like grow next to me and, and around me, right? Again, not, not because of me, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, I'd rather see that than like just look externally, you know? Uh, so I, th- I, think, I think that's a, that's like a, a cool thing to, to do, like a, a cool thing to see like, you know, see my brother have like his own financial success again, not because of me, because he fucking works a lot, right? But because you know, I, I can enable that uh, in many ways. Um, it's it, it's really cool to see. I mean, you you touched on two points there: the the trust and loyalty, which are you know, as you said, hard to come by, not just in business but in relationships in general. You know, like that's that's something you have to build over time, especially. Um, but okay, so like you're you're going through the hiring process, you're speaking to people, and um, you know you've seen some people who you've identified that are really good, um, be it uh, media buyers or sales closers or uh, personal assistant or, or whatever you're looking for, right? What other qualities would you say really like make someone stand out and that you gravitate towards these people more naturally? Mm-hmm. I think the main thing is a hunger for, uh, f- for improvement you know and, and a, hun- a hunger for feedback mm-hmm. i think you know we, we spoke about the the importance of of g- being able to get feedback in in uh, past episodes but yeah like if they if they not only I, I don't only look for people that can take feedback that's like you know very very low level I like if that. you cannot do that like uh-huh. chat right but um people that are generally hungry for feedback and that generally want to get better like if, if they're too comfortable then, then it's definitely not for me and I've interviewed a lot of great talent um, that had big egos and just isn't really the type of culture that I'm looking for. You know, like I really want very hungry people. And oftentimes I've gone for people that are probably maybe less qualified, less of a talent on paper, but that have a lot more hunger, given the fact that obviously they, they do have talent, right? And they've just blown my expectations out of the water. And when I started making those decisions, I was like, uh, should I really hire this like 16 year old? Um, even though like I've got so many so many other people that are like on paper way better than her uh let's do it let's try it right and 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 when you're genuinely surprised you kind of like come to understand that hunger is just such a an amazing amazing um you know amazing trait and then going a bit more specific on the agency side of things is like i want people who take uh who take leadership like I, I want people who are proactive and will speak to clients when they're not, when they don't have to, right? But they just want to. They're passionate about what they do. They want to make sure, you know, they, they feel like their client is not just my client, but it's, it's their client. It's the agency's client, right? And we're all looking out for their their well-being. We're, we're all looking out for their success. And so they're as invested into the growth of these clients as, 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 I, as I am. And it's really hard to come by those people. But uh, that that's why it pays dividends to, to, to hire slow. And, you, you know, expanding on that a bit um so there's like those those are aspects of like personal characteristics right and then if we go back to what we were speaking about right at the start of the episode in terms of like the values and and the morals and the direction you set for the agency right of course you can you can 
give like tinned words like um transparency uh, mm. ethics uh, you know like um th these kinds of things right if you had to say like sorry no if you had to pick one characteristic that you would say isn't like a tinned one that everybody kind of says and and does mm. what would you say is like specific that you're looking for it, it may be tinned but the main thing is come hell how water they get done what they they say they, they will do you know and it, it probably is tin and i mean it's not like a out of the world but it's it's like basics for me you know like don't and and that's why in in a lot of the hiring process like sometimes i ask questions that are kind of like a bit of a, a trap because i'm like you know what would you do in this situation like would you tell me you can do this and then like ask for an extension like stuff like that right mm -hmm. to just kind of see how they see work and, and how they see expectations and the thing is like look I'd rather you be honest about what you can do and then do that than tell me you can do all this stuff and then not do it. Mm -hmm. I just have very little tolerance for people that have a big mouth. And so in my team, we have no big mouths. Like we just have people that do. Like they don't talk. They don't talk much. I mean, they, they talk quite a lot to clients, right? But they don't talk more than they do. And and, and so that's the main thing that I'm looking at. I'm, I'm looking for people that can execute. I've, I've had a bunch of people on my team before that they just they were big talkers and they knew how to talk. Right, they knew how to sell, you know. Oh, I'm doing this and I'm doing this, and look at this. But in reality, it's like an easy way out for them to because that's what they're good at. They're good at talking, they're not good at not doing and executing. And so, you kind of just like pull the curtain a bit back and you realize all this stuff hasn't really been done, you know. Um, and so yeah, th there's really no place for, for people that don't back it up with, with action. And that's massive as well, not just for I mean, we're talking team building here, but like in life generally, like to be congruent, right? To be able to back your talk and and do what you say you're gonna do mm. right um and you know if you're if you're gonna say you're gonna do all these things and then you end up coming in with excuses like oh this happened or it was that person's oh, yeah, fault yeah. and you don't take ownership for the results that you're bringing to the table then that's the easy way out for for excellence really like you're not gonna mm -hmm. reach the pinnacle through that yeah, for sure. And and that's why, like, honestly, I'm, I'm so grateful for every single team member that I've got because that's one of the traits I see in them is, like, they just execute. Like, they do, you know? And and sometimes they, over, you know, they exceed expectations when it comes to the doing, but they just focus on doing. Like, we don't... Honestly, I, I don't spend a lot of time talking to my team. I really don't. Like, we'll send a few messages here and there, like, like my, you know, my editor, like, editing this, like, he knows, like, we don't talk much. You know, sometimes we'll e even, like skip the team call you know every 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 week uh but like we do like we execute you know like uh shit gets done and and so um and if it doesn't you know i'll call him out or he'll come he call me out but um that that's the main thing that 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 it's like so incredibly valuable in a team and, and right you know like it, it doesn't it's not like su super surprising like it's it's pretty normal right uh like i'm not saying some groundbreaking stuff but um that that's the main thing that, that I'm looking for in people. All right. So let's say we go through the whole hiring process. Like you think you've made a good decision. You've landed on someone who's clearly like high quality. And then it comes to actual like day to day and, and actually delivering. And the person just doesn't live up to expectations. Right. So either they're not congruent or they just don't show up or, um, you know, they somehow they've passed through your your filters and you've hired the wrong person. Hmm what then like how how easy is it really to be able to cut your losses or like be like no maybe i should stick with this person mm, yeah so for, 
straight off the bat, um, the first thing that, that I, I, I do is I have a trial period, right? And so that trial period may last a few days or maybe a few weeks, right? Uh, so that's the first thing. Now I'm a bit I'm careful with the trial period because people will work harder in the trial period, mm. right? So you don't you know you don't want that kind of like placebo effect and well not placebo no, that's not the right word but you don't want like them to to work way harder because you know they're 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 on trial. So what I'll do is I'll I'll have like um like quarterly reviews, right? And if let's just say in if in six months like so two quarters um they haven't quite met the expectations like they'll, they'll just be let go of um. So, so, so then I'm kind of like safeguarding myself for a six month period, right? Um, but, but then if, if it turns out to be a really, really wrong decision, um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's really no point in, in, in keeping this person for, for much longer. I think you'd be doing this person at the service as well, right? So, you know, I, I always try to end on, on a really good note. Um, I always try to like find a way for them to like, you know, find a, a a different place where they can maybe thrive. Uh, but I just I'm very clear about the expectations, and I'm I'm very clear about the fact that we're not gonna um, uh, work right. And I'm also not too bothered about it because usually I have a backup option mm-hmm. always at all times, right? Um, that has been through the hiring process, but just didn't quite get the the final cut. But maybe we made a wrong decision, so so that's why we have this backup. Um, that's kind of the the way I structure it. You know, like I do believe in in you know you want to hire slow and and. and uh, fire fast um, but also I, I don't believe in like I, I don't want to say this with a caveat because I feel like when you're a beginning entrepreneur you don't really know when you should actually fire fire mm-hmm. or whether you're just impatient um, and I think that's another thing that you want to uh, that you want to keep in mind because a lot of times when I was starting out I was like I'm, I'm, I'm done with this person right and maybe like it's your fault because maybe you haven't communicated right enough like and, and so instead of like making rush, uh, rush decisions then maybe you can sit down with this person and, and really ask those hard questions like what is going on you know mm-hmm. is, there, is there anything that you don't like why are you not doing this why are you not doing that instead of bottling it up and then making this rush decisions as you begin to know yourself better and as you begin to know that you've set the expectations very clearly and it's clearly their fault um then you can make those decisions but yeah just a, a word of caution for uh, if you're starting out like you may think it's them, but maybe it's just you, or maybe you just haven't given them enough enough time to truly prove their their worth. If it's a performance based um, uh, skill, got you. No, and yeah, you it, as you said, like at the start, especially, it's being able to tell the difference between genuine incompetence and your and impatience on your side, 100%. right? And and that is a skill that's. Um, it's hard to develop and it does take time and you know sometimes you may just keep someone on for way longer than you should yeah that's not that's another big big drawback you know? like it, it's just such a fine balance you know like you know maybe you could, you're keeping this person way too long whereas you should fire them or maybe you, you're like not giving them enough time i think it all comes down to like have you set the right expectations and have you had those tough questions uh tough conversations with them for sure some big tips yeah and i think that's a that's a good way to uh put a wrap uh, on it and send it so if you're watching on youtube and you've enjoyed this podcast only if you've enjoyed it uh go ahead and smash the like button uh helps out with the algorithm the whole channel would really appreciate it also go ahead and uh, make sure that you subscribe and hit the little bell icon so you never miss any of the upcoming episodes and if you're listening audio only apple podcast spotify wherever you listen uh, go ahead and make sure that you either leave us a review 
actually both leave us a review and subscribe to the pod so you don't miss any of the upcoming episodes with that being said thank you tony thank you um for listening in and i'll see you on the next one peace That is it for today's episode of The Art of E-Commerce. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes and share this with your friends on social media. Just make sure to tag me on Instagram at JaimeHiguera1. And with that being said, I'll see you in the next episode.